Hi everyone, I hope you had a great week and thanks for tuning in again to a new podcast of the Backpack Full of Busyness, the Sharing is Caring season. In today's episode, we're on location again in the Philippines and with my dear friend Mario as our guest. He is a school head of a public elementary school and we will talk about how the kids in the Philippines have been doing during the current lockdown and previous lockdowns, and in particular, the school he is responsible for, and how they have been trying to teach the children in the best possible ways. Unlike in the Netherlands, where all has almost gone back to normal pre-COVID, including primary, secondary education, as well as colleges and universities, the schools in the Philippines have been in continuous lockdown for more than two years, actually almost two and a half years, and the children haven't seen their classrooms until recently. And classes are only taught face-to-face, partially at the moment. Same accounts for the junior and senior high schools in the Philippines. Children in the Philippines have been taught in what they call modules, and Mario will share more about this later on. So, let's welcome this podcast guest, as they would say at school, Sir Mario, welcome to the Backpack Full of Busyness. Oh, thank you, Lobel. Okay then, Mario, let's begin. So, we always start this podcast with, how did we meet? Uh, actually, we met because of your cousin, Chris, who is my high school classmate and friend, and also to uh, Kuya Gob. Actually, they introduced me to almost all of your cousins too, as in the whole Del Rosario clan. <laughs> yes, yeah, you're actually our cousin from another mother. <laughs> no, but we are very happy that we've met you and you know everybody. And indeed, you're, being, uh, you're one of my cousin's best friend, Chris. Hi, Chris. He's probably listening. Uh, we became close, I remember, actually, after a very happy wedding party we had yes. in our village. Um, and uh, it was real. It was a real fun evening. And ever since, actually, we've continued our own friendship. And we always hang out when I'm here in the Philippines. So I'm really grateful uh, to have you here as my guest. Yeah. And Mario, how does your busyness look like? Um, busyness looks like a pile of work that can get overwhelming if not managed well. As a public school head teacher, it means that while I'm doing my instructional supervision, which is 70% of my job, I still have to worry about endless paperwork and reports. Oh, but still you're enjoying. <laughs> yeah. So how long in total have you now been in lockdown? And how has this affected the daily elementary school life here in the Philippines with your school as example? Uh, if lockdown means the time when it stopped what we deemed as normal two years ago, then I have been in lockdown for two years. The quality of education in the Philippines have greatly suffered. The morale of the teachers and the learners have taken a deep dive too. Can you share an example of this deep dive for your teachers and students? Yes, actually uh, they had to work double time because even if uh, uh, we have this lockdown, we should still uh, ensure that children are learning at their home. So they need to prepare uh, something for them to work on like activity sheets learning activity sheets etc and uh, were you able to meet your team or your teachers during this period 
we we don't meet physically no. but we only use online platforms yes. for okay. meetings and yeah. updates and how did you cope with the lockdown for these past two years what were your main priorities you had to arrange or logistically had to arrange Okay, so in school, uh, we prepared the so-called BELCOP, which is the Basic Education Learning Continuity Plan for us to continue the uh, education of uh, learners, even there is a pandemic. In these years, I have enrolled and earned my doctor's degree. I have also undergone a training for untrained school leaders about leadership and management, which pretty much showed me that while I'm quite confident with the skills, I still have to work harder for it. Oh wow, Mario, those are great personal achievements you were able to do during lockdown. So Mario, how were you able to connect with all these kids? Like here in the Netherlands, they would have video calls, um, because I can imagine not all your pupils have the means to online module options, right? And please tell us more about this way of teaching with modules. Okay, so the pupils who didn't have the ability or the luxury to have online module options were given printed modules. These are self-learning modules, actually. Aside from that, we made sure to reach out to their parents through phone calls, group chats, and other means. For those academically challenged, we conduct a home visit too. Oh, that's nice. So those academically challenged were visited at home, and you were allowed to visit them at home with a clearance letter or, or something like that, right? Uh, yes, to visit those academically challenged oh, learners. Okay, so this module, if I explain correctly, would contain their uh, their homework activities or tasks uh, that the kid uh, kids would need to do, right? Uh, yeah, it contains uh, files, discussions, assignments, quizzes, and other learning materials. Okay. So in addition to this, you would call parents to explain these modules and give instructions to them for their children. You and your team would do, right? Yes. If they have something to ask or for clarifications, uh, we give hotline numbers for them to, to call. call. And then when children would finish their module, they will need to submit it? Or how would these uh, be returned to you? Uh, modules are, are given by week. So after accomplishing uh, all subjects, they will... Uh, return this to school and then get another get module. module. Okay, so you needed to print module packages at school for each pupil or student, um, even if there are some kids who were able to have online lessons. Uh, actually, uh, we are doing online uh, teaching, but not in all the subjects. Okay, so all the children in one class actually had to have this module package. Yes. So a lot of papers. Yes, and <laughs> a lot of trees. that's really a big challenge yes. for us because we have, you know, uh, don't have uh, enough budget for that. So this also asked or asks a lot from your teachers still, right? Preparing these weekly print modules, giving online class, visiting some children, and checking submitted modules. Yes, oh, that's, uh, that's uh, very hard. Yeah. It's just a matter of uh, they have to manage their time yeah. so that uh, they can accommodate everyone of course. and as the head of the school how did you guide your team during those days actually uh, the best thing that i had is to uh, provide them a free internet service oh, so that they will not uh, spend their own money in conducting online classes oh. uh, but 
in part of the uh, of our learners yeah. only those who can afford yeah. only those who have gadgets can uh, afford online yes. studies studies yeah that's the unfortunate thing because in the Netherlands, uh, the modules way of teaching was kind of similar, but at least the majority of the children were able to follow online classes and the teachers were able to connect with the kids on a daily basis and follow one-on-one -on -one, uh, online classes once a week or offer these classes. And also, if a child would not have a laptop or cell phone, a laptop could be barred from school. And what did you notice in how it affected the children? And now that schools have been slowly opening again, partially, how are you and your team trying to catch up on this last time? Catching up is difficult, especially since learners have different backgrounds. Some of them had all the support they needed while others did not. For now, as the head teacher, I encourage my colleagues to identify the learning gaps and needs of our pupils by conducting diagnostic tests. All we can do is to ensure that learners master reading, writing, and arithmetic because this is the basic things they should learn for them to advance to other lessons. How is it now going back to school partially and what are the first priorities? To be honest, Lubel, it's very challenging. After years of not handling learners, we are slapped once more by the reality that it's not teaching that's difficult. It's disciplining the learner that makes our jobs difficult. The first priorities would be to strengthen the foundation the learner should have. And it's not only that. Prior to the pilot implementation of face-to-face, -face, we really need to prepare also the learning environment, which I can say is very costly and it's really hard to meet the standards set by the department. The teachers are doing their best to cope up with everything, but it's not too far-fetched to say that some of the teachers are already drowning or ready to go under because of everything they have to think of. I can imagine this is really a hard and difficult time for the teacher and a lot of preparations needed and work double time to help these children get back on track. And Mario, were there other challenges you faced during lockdown? And as the Philippines being a large country with different regions and local cultures and dialects, can you share if there were collaborations within a province or between cities? There are challenges that emerge during the lockdown, like for example, the lack of school funding in the production and delivery of modules. Uh, most of our learners struggles with self-studying, also with the parents who don't have uh, knowledge to academically guide their children. That's why in our division, actually, we uh, the division issued a memorandum wherein teachers are directed to uh, produce contextualized modules and video lessons that will help learners. In see how we have approximately uh, more or less 70,000 of learners. 70,000 elementary yes. elementary and children. junior and high, and junior school. high yeah. school. Okay. Who will benefit from this? Okay. Uh, in each municipality, they ask to create a production team which will prepare videos. Oh. Like here in Cuyapo, we are assigned to do tasks in Filipino. Okay. We are going to provide uh, video lessons from first to fourth quarter. Okay and then to be submitted in the division. Okay. The division will consolidate all the video and uh, will undergo quality assurance. Okay. 
yes. Before they give it to all the to post it online. school. Yes. To give it to all the schools in all of the province. Yes, in all of the uh, uh, SDO annexes in okay. Mabaysia. In Mabaysia. We also have this uh, DepEd TV, okay. actually, oh. uh, where in some teachers became teacher broadcasters. Oh, <laughs> that's nice. Yes, and during... There are times that those video lessons were uh, posted in Facebook okay. and other platforms. At other platforms. In our province, aside from what I said, Facebook Live, they yeah. can also watch it in local television. Oh. All pupils, yes. even if they don't have gadget, if they have their television, they can also watch on TV. Watch it on TV. Yeah. That's a really cool project launched by the Department of Education for the regional local broadcasting. As this has been created by the government next to National Broadcast School TV, due to all these many dialects we have in the Philippines, I think we have about 100 plus dialects, right? And in this way, children would also get additional TV lessons in their own dialect. That's really nice. So in previous seasons, our guests shared their favorite giveaways. But in this sharing is caring season, the backpack full of busyness will share small gestures with others. And in this episode, out of our backpack, Mario, we brought you some school tools or actually small items for your kids. Um, and a game a schoolmates of my daughter made for a benefit event they, uh, that was held uh, for the people from, uh, from and in Ukraine. And we hope your kids at school will have fun with it. Yes, for sure, and they're excited. They're they'll be excited to get it to use it. Oh, thank you. So, Sir Mario, we're already at the end of our podcast, and I'm so thankful to have been able to have you as my guest here in the Philippines. And as you know, we have our three final quick questions. Your favorite subject as a kid? Math. Country you want to go visit? I want to visit Netherlands. Of course, always welcome. <laughs> And your favorite place here in Cuyapo? I'll promote Colosboa. <laughs> the Colosboa, Colosboa Hills, yes, right? Yes, yeah, it's a very beautiful mountain. I also went there. So thank you, Mario, for guesting at the Backpack Full of Busyness. And of course, thank you for always listening and supporting the podcast. You are very much welcome, my dear friend. Oh, thank, thank you, you. also. So that's it again for this week's podcast. I hope you have once again learned from Mario's LOL lessons and have been inspired by this dedicated head teacher and his team. Like we handed over to him some simple tools and games made by children to make other kids happy. So in this way, from children to other children. So maybe this coming week, think of a simple gesture you can show or do for another and give the other person a smile on their face and yourself a fulfilling feeling. Thanks a million for taking time to listen to the podcast again. And don't forget to share our podcast and follow us on our socials. Lots of love from Amsterdam and have a wonderful week ahead with new LOL moments. And please tune in again next week for a new pod of the Backpack Full of Busyness. Bye!